Thank you for listening to In Tech Today. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate the show on your favorite podcast app, but only after you've listened to this week's episode. Tech news and views. Recorded live in London. In Tech Today. In this episode, we look at how mobile companies are potentially screwing you over. How laziness could be compromising your online security. And we get this week's question from our own technology dinosaur. As always, we're recording live on Facebook, so you can join us there at facebook.com slash Podcast, Or we're all on Twitter at intechtodaypod. I'm at J-W-O-O-O-T, and he's at SwiftyNZ. And this is Intech Today for the 26th of January, 2017. Welcome to another episode of InTech Today. We've got some uh, some new audio there. I was about to call them very flashy graphics, but they're not graphics. They're not graphics. It's, it's just audio, but audio graphics. Audio sounds, graphics. Sounds is that a good. thing? I think so. If, cool. it, if it isn't, it is now. Mm. Uh, but very flash sounding, Josh. Well done. We're getting there. Slowly, we're becoming a, a semi-legitimate podcast. I can't wait to hear what the rest of the show sounds like when it comes to those gra- uh, audio graphics. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to those graphics. Well, yes, so this is uh, episode number two, officially. Yep, we've, um, uh, we've lasted another week. Another week. Uh, despite our creative differences, we've, we've managed to get this far. Yep, if you're watching on the Facebook live stream, you probably can't see the black eye that Josh caused uh, at the end of last week's episode because of the makeup. So we've got a really good makeup artist now. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've really scaled things up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, well, welcome to the show. Um, as always, as we've said, if you do have any feedback, do get us in touch uh, through Twitter, through Facebook, uh, and we'll try and come to some of your questions um, later on in the show as they come in as well. I'm really thirsty today. I can tell. Mm. Should we get on with the show? Let's do it. Now, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a mobile network, my mobile network, three, uh, they sent out... Is it? Yeah. There we go. Very pertinent. Now, they sent out... I I put letter in the script. It was an email. No one sends letters. Who sends a letter these days? The only letters I get are bills. Um, (laughs) Asking their customers to sign a petition to make the air fair. Did you get this? Yeah, I got this one. I saw it. It finally made sense because I was seeing all these billboards around London as well. Mm. I got a little bit interested, but not really enough to actually bother to check out what it was really about. They're spending a lot of money on this campaign. Mm. A lot of money. Now, what they're trying to do, they're asking Ofcom, which is the regulator here in the UK uh, that uh, deals with communication services, to give three more cell spectrum so they have as much as the other uh, UK networks, which are, of course, Vodafone, EE, and O2. Um, so it's all, it's all very well, I think, asking to be treated fairly by the authorities, and that's pretty much what they're doing. But it got me thinking, are the mobile companies treating customers fairly themselves? And okay. I'm not too sure they are, hmm. having looked into it. Tell me more. So let's sort of look at it uh, as a... And, and I did put something very similar to this up on the website this week, so you may have read this already, but just for background, let's look at it uh, in through the eyes of, this, of our imaginary three customer, Johnny. Okay. Now, Johnny is on a 12-month SIM-only plan. Yeah. He found a good deal, let's say, five months ago, mm-hmm. and he thought, that's great, I'll sign up for 12 months to get the good deal. Um, and as happens, life has changed Things have changed. He needs more allowances. Maybe he wants better access to global roaming, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So he wants to upgrade to something with more allowances. He's happy to pay more money for it because that's what more allowances yeah, cost. Yeah, of course. So he calls up three. He agrees on a new plan. And they say, okay, if you want to upgrade to a new plan, you'll start your 12 months again. Of course, that's fine. That makes sense. Yeah. So he says, yeah, that's great. Three then tells him they want to charge him a full early termination charge. What? Which is, which in this case will be several hundred pounds. Mm. Um, 
and then put him on the new plan. That seems ridiculous to charge him for a full term or half a term that he's not going to be, that he's already paying for on his new term. So basically you're calling up three Mm -hmm. and you're saying, hello, I'd like to give you more of my money each month for a longer time period. And they say, great, that'll be 200 pounds, please. Wow. Yeah. So that's a lot of money just to upgrade your plan. Now, in fairness to three, it's not just them doing this. Pretty much all of the mobile networks do it in some way, although not all of them charge a full early termination. Now, EE will let you upgrade. I think if you've got more than 45 days left on your SIM contract, they will charge you a smaller fee, Mm -hmm. uh, an upgrade fee. Uh, And Vodafone will also let you upgrade after three months, but you can only upgrade from a SIM only to one uh, to a plan that includes a phone, which I would always advise against. So you can't go from SIM only to SIM only to a bigger SIM only. No. So so all of them are doing this. Some well, not all of them, but but most of them are. But but is this fair? uh, Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't doesn't seem very fair considering they're keeping your business for another at least twelve months. It's not like you're you're cancelling your contract and then going somewhere else. Yeah. Um. Why do they do this? Well, the only reason I can come up with, and and you know, I'd like to hear what their how they would justify it to customers. Mm. But the only reason I can think of for them internally would be if they uh, keep this fee in place, then every few months they can drop the fee and have an early upgrade sale to encourage customers to do this. Mm-hmm. But that takes choice away from the customer. Yeah. They can't choose when to upgrade. Yeah. So, and it is, it's, it's, it's a massive penalty to pay when you, when you want to give them more money. Mm. So let's look, keep looking at Johnny. Okay. Um, so Johnny decides he does want an upgrade, but now he's going to start to shop around because if he has to pay an early termination charge anyway, mm. why would he want to stick with the same provider? So he looks around and he finds a, finds a plan with, say, O2. Uh, he calls three up and tells them the date he'll be leaving. Everything's fine. They tell him there'll be an early termination charge. Which is, in this case, understandable. Yeah. And so then he gets the final bill in the mail. And he notices that it is a significant amount. Um, now, the problem with this significant amount is, this is that... Just to clarify, this is including the early termination fee yes. on this final bill. Yeah. Yes. So this is the full early termination fee, you know, but it's more than it should be. To explain that more, HMRC, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, which is the tax man here in the UK, mm-hmm. um, have told mobile networks and actually a lot of companies that for early termination charges, they should not be charging VAT, which is value-added tax, the sales tax here in the UK, mm-hmm. because no service is being provided no tax should be charged on that. Yeah. So in response to that, what other um, mobile networks have done is they have dropped, when they charge an early termination charge, they take the top 20% off it, which represents what the VAT would have been. Yeah. So in essence, you're not paying the VAT. Okay. Um, but three hasn't. Turns out they're still charging, and this is, this is according to at least two reports uh, re- recently, that three are still charging the full amount, they're obviously not paying the VAT because they don't have to be. Um, so the only thing they are possibly doing with that is pocketing a 20% bonus windfall for customers that leave them. That seems a bit of a rip. I think it's very disingenuous for a network whose slogan is make it right, which they've painted on all of their shops mm. and who have this, who have this massive advertising campaign at the moment that says make the air fair. Mm. Could be a bit fairer for your customers, three. Should should mobile companies even be charging massive penalties for leaving early and running away with the VAT? Because as you say, this doesn't seem very fair. No, it's not. And and the problem that I see is a couple of years ago, uh, Ofcom came out and issued a directive to all of the uh, landline and broadband companies saying you, you shouldn't be 
um, issuing punitive uh, penalties for people leaving early. They said uh, charging people the equivalent of the full rest of their contract if they leave early mm. is too much because you're no longer providing them a service. So the costs are very different to you. Therefore, the early termination fees should come down. And so I left a broadband contract early last year. Um, and the broadband uh, in my home was costing me £17 a month. Mm -hmm. I had three months left on the contract. But instead of the early termination being upwards of £50, I was only charged 21 because okay. it's now not lawful for, for fixed-line broadband companies to charge uh, more than, than a small amount. Mm. The same does not yet apply, and I say yet because this should change, to mobile companies. Seems a bit ridiculous. So they can still charge a full amount. They're no longer providing you the service. Mm. So they're running away with a hell of a lot more um, cash to pocket yeah. than they would be if you stayed. And, they're, and yeah. they're doing that not only if you're leaving to go to another network, they're, they're doing that if you're changing your plan, cancelling your current plan to stay with that same network. It, it just doesn't yeah. seem right. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't seem right. It's not a way to build loyalty. Mm. And we, I have singled out three here, mainly because I thought for, for a company that's being so open about wanting to make the air fair, they're being particularly unfair to their customers. Mm. Um, I did reach out to three for comments. Uh, as far as I could see, they didn't get back to me in time for this recording. But while I just say this little bit, I'll load up the emails. And, well, we've still know. got the rest of the podcast. If they do happen to come back to us in the next 20 we minutes, we can always come back we to this do. as well. Um, I'll, so I'll keep these emails up. They haven't got back to us yet. As of right now, nothing yet from three. Um, but we will let you know on Facebook and Twitter as soon as we hear from them. Full disclosure from me, um, as we said before, we're both three customers. I am in the middle of a 12-month Simone contract with three, and I would bloody love to upgrade <laughs> if it didn't cost so much. Literally, I'm screaming. I'm sure I'm not the only one screaming out to three. And other mobile companies that charge similarly punitive penalties, uh, you know, if I was on Vodafone and I wanted to upgrade but not get a phone, I'd be, I wouldn't be very happy. Um, yeah, all of the companies. I want to give you more money, but you're not letting me because you want to charge me, you know, hundreds of pounds to no, do I th that. I think they do want to let you give them more money, but they want you to give them more money for the privilege of giving them more money. Which is not going to happen. No, And I think no the way. worst part of it is at the end of my 12 months, which comes up in, I think, about September, mm -hmm. I won't stay with three. Because you've lost that, you've lost that brand loyalty. There's, of there's no reason for me to stay. No. And I can't be the only one. So, before we finish this bit, just a couple of tips, I suppose, to try and avoid this mm -hmm. which i didn't put in the script sorry about that Ed. that's right <laughs> um my first tip is don't sign up to a 12 month simony contract unless it's a really good deal mm -hmm. because for month to month sims especially on the second tier the second tier mobile providers knocked the mic a little bit there that's right um on those second tier mobile providers you can find some really good deals mm. on uh places like talk mobile which is part of vodafone um and there are there are various other ones um Lycos is one of them that's mainly sold at off licenses. Mm. Sort of the virtual mobile network yeah. ones. Yeah. So they're not the main networks, but they use the same equipment and towers. They literally hire space off, off the big networks to put it in a very simple way. Mm. Um, and they can provide you some very good prepaid or month-to-month -month deals. I know for a fact there is a network uh, out there. I forget the name, but for £10 a month, they will give you, uh, I believe, unlimited um, data. Mm. along with something like 500 minutes and, and 2,000 texts. It's not bad. And the data is slowed down after your first six gigabytes, but, you know, six is still quite a bit for your mobile. Yeah, you certainly wouldn't get through that qu quite too, very quickly. No, unless you're really trying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so shop around, try not to sign up for a plan if you can, and lastly, and I would implore you, um, if you can avoid it, don't 
sign up to buy a phone over 24 months. Good, good advice for us I, all. I, I, I say that it, it's very tempting to say, yeah, I could totally drop 30 pounds a month on the latest phone. Yeah, but if, if when you actually do the math and you think about, okay, how much am I paying for the plan? Yeah. And what would I be paying if I bought a SIM-only plan which had the same deal? Yep. Um, and just bought the handset outright. Yeah. It's always, it's always a lot cheaper to yeah. actually own the handset yourself from day one. And you, you might actually find that you save money. And, and again, make sure you do the calculations before you go out and do this. But if you put that phone on a credit card and pay it off in about six months, you might actually be paying less than the plan. Mm. You might be paying more. It depends entirely on your credit card interest rate. So don't rush out now. Have a good look at it first. But that, that could be a good way to do it. I guess at the end of the day, do your research, do your maths. Finally, maths in high school paid off. <sighs> I dropped out. Oh, that's so, all right. So, yeah. Three, you want to make the airfare. We're, we're calling here at Intech Today, an official Intech Today campaign. We're calling for you to make it fair for your customers. Now, it's something I go on about all the time, but every month or so, there's a story in the news about some sort of data breach and that a bunch of passwords and user accounts and a whole lot of details have been stolen. Uh, take, for example, uh, December last year, you would have seen the reports from Yahoo. They revealed a cyber attack back in 2013. That's so three right. years before. Yep. Uh, left over one billion accounts compromised. And that's just Yahoo accounts. Assuming half of those people probably use the same password across all their online services, then that's 500 million people who could have potentially lost access to email, social media, internet banking, online government services, etc. Their entire digital fingerprint will have disappeared and there would be nothing they could do about it. Um, at this stage, you're probably listening to this and feeling a little bit guilty and thinking about that one password you've used for all your accounts. But we've all got it. We've, we've all done even, even I've done it in the past. I've since uh, changed my ways quite a bit. Um, but don't worry, it could be a lot worse. This week, you may have seen in the news, the US National Park Service retweeted that image that was doing the rounds of the comparison between crowds at uh, Barack Obama and Donald Trump's inaugurations. Uh, on top of that, the Badlands National Park, yes, that is actually a real national park. It's I not, really want to go there. It, it sounds I really do. The Badlands National Park. It's in uh, South Dakota. It's the Badlands. <laughs> anyway, that, from that social media account, they tweeted facts about changes to the Earth's climate, which some people saw as a challenge to the new President Trump. Um, it's now been revealed that both of those cases were just a case of bad password management, that people didn't really? change the passwords, that people didn't uh, use different passwords for various things. It was just no one bothered to change it or check it or think, okay, well, we haven't changed this in a wee while. Someone could probably get into this. We should probably deal with it. So why does this happen? It comes down to one thing, and it's pure and simple laziness. Uh, you know, we now have more accounts online than we need You're passwords. You're calling lazy. I'm just call, I'm calling. I'm calling everyone Humanity. lazy. If you have the same password for every single account, that is just sheer laziness. Um, think about all the websites you log into every day. You know, uh, your email, your Facebook, your internet banking. Think about on top of that all the sites you've signed up for in the past but don't use anymore, and think about how many of those actually have the same password. That's a hell of a lot of passwords to remember, though, if you've got a different password. So naturally, we take our favorite password, we reuse it over and over again, and that way we don't have to remember, okay, I'm logging into Facebook, what was the password for this one again? Well, it's time to break the habit. Why? Because you're at risk of losing absolutely everything. It's the equivalent of everything. being- Everything. It's the equivalent of being robbed and having everything taken from your house, and there isn't any insurance policy that's going to help you here. It's uh, sad but true. It's really going to leave you high and dry. So what can you do? Here are some t of my top tips for this week. Firstly, 
I know it may seem hard to remember them all, but do use a different password for each service. Even if it's just one or two characters that are different, it will help and mean that if one account is compromised, the others won't get hacked as well. So if a Yahoo data breach, if, if a data breach does happen like that, and you've got, you've got a different character um, in your other password, you are less likely to find your other accounts hacked because of yeah. a slip up from, another, from a company like Yahoo. Yeah. Do not use password as your password. That should be a given. I shouldn't have to say this. Don't use password. Don't use your date of birth. Don't, don't use, use your middle name. Don't use consecutive numbers like one, two, three, four, five, six. According to a Keeper security study of passwords uh, found uh, based on passwords found by a data breach, one, two, three, four, five, six was actually the most common password found. Once again, sheer laziness. Surprisingly, password. Only came in number eight. I thought number that would. Eight. I thought that would be higher. I suppose people are getting a little cleverer. Well, I think I think number two was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So obviously those sites had a minimum character limit, but still, yeah. it's just sheer laziness. Yeah. Um, also, do change your password often. I know it sounds like a pain, um, and I'm not saying you should do it every day, unless of course it is the password to get to the nuclear codes for the US. Uh, nuclear system um but you should change it at least once a year if not every six months or even more frequently if you have the time and can be bothered um if if you don't feel like changing your password every three to six months at least do a review of your security settings you know make sure your phone number is up to date make sure you've got a backup email address uh you know if that backup email address is an old work address definitely change it to be your current work address that way if you do get locked out you're not having to chase someone at your old company saying, um, by the way, is there any way to track my old email account here? There probably isn't. There's no way. I mean, no, they, they would have closed it down, especially yeah. if you left on bad terms. Not that that's happened to either of us. No, but, but but knowing companies that uh, some of the companies I have left on good terms in the past, um, after about six months, they all trace of that email is just just gone. And then any email sent to it will just bounce. So yeah. do double check your backup email settings are sorted. Um, make sure, th- again... There's a lot of a lot of websites are forcing this. Make sure your password does have a mix of letters, both uppercase and lowercase, mm-hmm. numbers and symbols. Some sites, as I say, force this requirement on you. But even if they don't, it is a good idea to do it. It makes it that little bit harder for hackers to get it. Mm-hmm. That being said, a complex password alone won't save you. You should turn on things like two-step verification if you can. Uh, I know Google offer it, Yahoo, Microsoft, they all offer it now in the form of either an app where you can get a six-digit code to mm-hmm. prove that it's you, or they can send you a text message to say, this is the code, enter this. Um, if well, you- actually, on, on, on my phone, because it has a fingerprint sensor, it's super easy. If I'm trying to log into a Google um, uh, product on my laptop, it'll say, now authenticate on your phone, and I just have to touch it with my fingerprint, mm. and it unlocks it, which is brilliant with my microsoft account if i need if i'm logging into a new service Mm -hmm. it actually just sends me a notification on my phone saying this uh someone tries to log in at you uh, on this device this location this date is this you is this does these codes match up click approve and then it's done done it's it's very easy it takes you've always got your phone with you it takes a couple of seconds to set out plus there are backup options if you if your phone does get stolen or you do lose it or you are away and can't and you know you can't access data not that that's really an issue for um, a lot of these authentication apps. Mm. You know, you can print off backup codes that you can have in your wallet. It could be an issue if you're on three and you wanted to upgrade to have global roaming <laughs> and they won't let you. And you might not have data while you're on holiday. I sense a bit of a grudge here. <laughs> it's an official Intech Today campaign. <laughs> but, you know, there are backup options for two-step authentication there as are. well. Um, of course, as I mentioned, you know, 
when you're reviewing those security settings, do make sure you have a backup phone number there, a backup email address. So if you do get locked out of your account, you can just say, okay, send an e- a code to my backup email or my backup phone, and that mm. will allow you to change your password, get access again. Mm. Um, I know it all sounds very complicated, and it sounds like I'm schooling you, and it sounds like such a pain, but it will be worth it. It's it's much easier to be dealing with this now yeah. than dealing with it after your account's been hacked. Well, in saying that, because it does sound like a real pain, and I thought it was a real pain, mm-hmm. and there are some solutions that you can pay for. Um, there are some free solutions as well. Yeah. Google's Smart Lock is becoming better and better mm-hmm. at, at storing passwords within uh, the within Chrome on your computer with an Android or, or, or a Google uh, app on your phone. Mm. Um, but the solution that I personally went for, and there are a number out there, is, is, a, um, is an app called LastPass. Yeah. And that cost me £12 a year, mm-hmm. which isn't much to keep myself secure, and it saves me a lot of time. Every month or so on LastPass, it says it's time for your security challenge, yep. which is where it scans all of my passwords, and it says these ones are too weak, these ones are duplicates, these ones are still the same, this password is from 1998, what are you doing, man? Mm. And it says you should change them. It also gives me an option to have randomized passwords of varying letters, numbers, and symbols, which I will never remember in a million <laughs> years. I don't. Here's the great thing. I don't know half of my passwords, but I do know my one very difficult to guess master password for LastPass. Mm. And I put that in, and then that unlocks all of my other passwords for everything else. Um, now, if someone gets that password, it would be very, very difficult for them to get it because the LastPass file is an encrypted file that's stored locally on my machine. So there's no way they can actually access it remotely. Yes. However, that does pose a problem. You know, if you are on holiday somewhere and you do need to get a password for, uh, I don't know, some internet banking or Facebook that you might not remember or might have changed, well, then you may have an issue there, wouldn't you? Well, that's what I thought too. But I have the LastPass app on my phone and it syncs itself every day. It works offline if I don't have access to it and I can look at the password physically there and then type that into the terrible net cafe I find myself at in the south of Spain, for example. Mm. So there are, there. there are options like that. You know, there, there are, are password storage services. Yeah. I'm personally, I'm always a bit skeptical about them because I, 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 I do see the, how secure they can be and how seriously, seriously they do take it because mm. it obviously is storing your passwords. However, it always does worry me. Okay. What if they do get that master password or what if their backend is compromised and, you know, suddenly all these user account passwords for users are out there in the open to the highest bidder. You know, there is always, I personally try to, I just try to steer clear of it. You know, whenever Chrome says, can I save my, save my password? I'm always clicking never because yeah. I'm thinking, okay, I, I know what this password is for this thing. <laughs> I'm just going to type it in and yeah. remember it and get into the habit of memorizing it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, for me, I think it's a, it's a point of you can put a million titanium bolts on your house, but someone could still dig up through the floor. Yeah. Um, and and actually, uh, my flatmate told me yesterday that her uh, LastPass file, which this scares me a lot, um, her LastPass file became corrupted. Oh, was, no. Um, <laughs> so she got back the passwords, but not which account each one corresponded to. Oh, dear. But again, that's the kind of thing of you can put a million titanium bots on your house. Someone could dig up through There's the floor. There's always going to be some sort of flaw. Yeah. It's just about making it as Take secure as possible for yourself. Take basic precautions that's that's all we've got to say and now it's time for um a very special part of the show i think very close to my heart oh indeed very very close to my heart 
It's time for the Techno Dinosaur. The Techno Dinosaur. Yes, it's that time when we ask our good friend Michelle, uh, who's a bit of a Techno Dinosaur. Um, she doesn't know a lot about technology, and by her own admission, we're not being mean here. No, this um, is this is her term. I think she yeah. came up with the phrase techno dinosaur. I think she's trademarking it, maybe. Uh, pro- probably. She's probably into some sort of yeah. trademark agreement, some licensing there. agreement. Yeah. Um, she wanted to call herself the pleb, actually, but that could um, doesn't quite work. I think no, techno dinosaur is good. Really. Um, so she asks us which technology issue has been bugging her this week. Indeed, and this week it's to do with the cloud. Right, so I really don't understand what the cloud is. How big is it? And how much of my my stuff can I put on it? And how can I make sure that no one else accesses my stuff? I've got to say, it sounds like she's talking from a cloud with this question. I was thinking that. Um, First part of your question, Michelle, how big is the cloud? Massive. There's no real definitive file size is there i think we have to go back to to what the um the very basic concept of the cloud is so the cloud was sort of come up um it it was dreamed up by by marketing people Mm -hmm. in probably about 2009 2010 would you say about then it started becoming a big term yeah um for storing your files somewhere else yeah that's that's all it means so instead of your files being on your laptop for your laptop, which has a big hard drive, my laptop right here is a Chromebook, which is a cloud device. Most of my files are on a Google server. Somewhere in the world. I don't know where it is. <laughs> so the, the cloud is a, a very broad catch-all term for storing your stuff on someone else's server. Yeah. Is it safe? As long as you've changed your passwords. <laughs> Broadly, it is. It is, yeah. Use reputable services. Yep. Um, you got Google Drive, Microsoft OneDrive, used to be called SkyDrive, they got sued for it. Amazon um, Web Services. Amazon Web Services. Well, Amazon Web Services is the interesting one because they're huge. They're the mm. biggest one. Um, and in fact, what is interesting about Amazon is you think they're a shopping website. They make most of their money from, from their web services now. Mm. Um, they, their web <laughs> services power the connectivity of London's underground, I learned last week. Did you stop at Webminster by any chance? I did. Yeah. It was awful. In London, for those of you that aren't uh, listening in London, they, they basically changed the name of Westminster Station to Webminster to try and show how much mm-hmm. the London underground relies on their services. By the next day, the backlash was so strong that it was Westminster once again. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, so, 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 yeah, the cloud is big. It's safe if you use a reputable service. Um, and you, your files are, um, they're, they're secure. You won't, you're very unlikely to use them because they're often backed up in several locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all encrypted, so that you can only access them with a password. There haven't been any major breaches of a big cloud service yet that we know of. Mm. Um, but even they, they are encrypted, so even if they did get the files, yeah. you know, you'd need an encryption key, which yeah. you may not even know yourself. You, you probably don't even know, you know, for example, if you're logging into uh, the web service that is mega, yeah. um, you know, you have an encryption key that you have to share if you want to share a file. But yeah. You will have no idea what that is. You won't be able to memorize it. No. It's just based on your login and, yeah. and a few other factors. So and, and to explain encryption again, that's a big technical term yep. that, that is, you know, you don't really need to know it, mm. but it's good to know when things are encrypted. Basically, that means that your files are being scrambled uh, as to be unreadable. Um, and they can only be unscrambled with the encryption key, which in the case of you having your password will be you putting in your password and then the website going, okay, that's you. 
and then you have the encryption key stored somewhere in your computer. You don't see any of this, by the way. Yeah. You don't see the key. You don't see any of this. You just put in your password and you get the files. But it will know if it's not you. If you're logging in from someone else's computer in another place, it'll go, we're not sure this is you. We're not going to give you the encryption key um, until you can prove it's you. Mm. And then maybe it'll, they'll send you a text or, or something like that. But your files are safe. They're very safe. I, I don't think there's any issue with storing files on the cloud. The only issue I think you might come up with is, depending on your internet speed, how slow it will take to download mm. and upload things. Yeah. Um, I'm on fixed line broadband at the moment, which... Old the copper. Oh, good old copper. The, the download speed is fine, but the upload speed is absolutely terrible. So it makes backing up files can be a real pain. Yeah. That being said, when we do switch to fiber within a couple of, within a couple of weeks, you know, that's going to be much easier and much faster. Yeah. So, you know, having a decent internet speed and a decent uh, upload speed does make a difference here. Yeah. The other good thing about the cloud, and like I say, my, my laptop, has, this only has about 16 gigabytes of onboard space. I don't save things on here. Everything's in the cloud. Um, but if I drop this laptop and it smashes, mm-hmm. I haven't lost anything. No, it's all there. Um, if this laptop fails or I need a file in a hurry and I don't have the laptop with me, I've still got all my files. So that's the other good thing about the cloud. You can access it anywhere. Anywhere. It, even even on your mobile device. I can, I've, I've backed up a whole lot of my photos to the cloud, which means that I can find a particular photo from 2005 that I have on my cloud drive and be like, Josh, look at this photo from back yeah. in the day. In fact, I even I even get a, a notification from Amazon Photos, which is a cloud photo service, uh, every morning saying, check out what you did on this day in 2010. Oh, it's a bit embarrassing, though, sometimes. Should have seen my hair back then. Maybe we could tweet out a photo of, of the hair. I'll need to vet that first. There's no beard so, is there as well. 2010. Uh, no. No. Bum fluff. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty horrific. Thanks, Ed. So our recommendation, Michelle, use the cloud. Um, Don't be afraid of the, the cloud find as a well. service. It's also free. Um, most of the services you can get a good a good limit for free, which is always go- nice. Google, you get 15 gigs. 15 gigs. Microsoft, you get, I think, about 500 gigs, if not a terabyte free, if you've got, if you've got Microsoft Office yep. 365. Yep. Um, Amazon Web Service is quite cheap. Uh, Mega is another one that's free yep. out there. Yeah. Um, I so think I get options. 200 gigs free because I have this laptop. It'll, so it works there out. are ways to get to get a lot of space, basically. Mm. And same thing, you know, if you've got Amazon Prime, uh, you do get a free allowance with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you've got any questions, if you feel like a bit of a techno dinosaur, we'd love to add add your question to this segment. Uh, last week, we did have a question from Emily asking about keeping passwords safe. I hope we've uh, answered I think that. I may have answered that Earlier now. <laughs> in the show. Um, but no, thank you, Michelle, uh, for your question. Hope we answered it correctly. She will have another question next week. I'm looking forward to it. And that is all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget you can find us online. Do get in touch with us uh, with your questions, with your feedback. We, we do love to hear from you and we will try and re- we will reply to every single one of them. Yes, um, you can, of course, watch the show live every Thursday on Facebook exactly. at facebook.com forward slash Podcast. Don't forget to like us. And don't forget uh, you can find us all on Twitter at intechtodaypod, at jwoot, at swiftynz. Oh, and subscribe to us, actually, on oh, your yeah. favorite podcast app, always. And rate us. That's how people find us. Yeah, exactly. Um, do if, leave you could, if you don't feel like doing any of that, that's fine. We we're don't just, mind. We're just letting you know how to do that. Anyway, that's this week's episode. We'll be coming back next Thursday. Looking forward to it. yet another episode. And we'll see you then. See you then. 
technology questions, comments, you can contact the show on Facebook, In Tech Today Podcast, on Twitter, In Tech Today Pod, or at the website, intech.today.